This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, the seaport in New York City. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80. ESPN, UESPN app, all of our great stations across the country, along with Mr. Canty, Mrs. Mayor, I'm Mr. Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we, we got to make like that happen, right? Smalls I feel like we got to make mayor. that happen. I just threw his name out as a hypothetical. Did you? I did. Did you? I did. I mean, I mean he should be sliding into your DMs, though, right? No, gotta, no, 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 no. You, no. You, you He's would, too famous for that, that would not be received? No, well, I don't think I'm famous he, enough for him. Uh, okay. I'm not famous But if it did all. happen... Would it be received well? We'll have to find we'll out. We'll have to find out. See, that's you can't say you're not famous at all. I'm not famous. You have a national morning radio show. Yeah, you're on TV right now. Every single radio. day. I yes. don't think I'm famous. Okay. But you, you, right. you, you are. You are famous. You might we, not think you're famous. When we walk outside, people stop Chris Canty. He's famous. Well, you people, but, right? People but are he's like, not as girl? famous as Why like. Why so much makeup? Right, but he's not as famous as like Stephen A. or Greeny. But no, there's levels and, and, of I'm, fame. and I'm not as cool as you. So there's right. the difference. That's what I'm saying. Like right. The, so you're famous. Right, exactly. I don't think so at all. Okay, but you are. But again, you're 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 <laughs> kind of diverting the point here. You did well, bring up John Mayer. Correct. We did not bring up John Mayer. You brought up the hypothetical of you dating John Mayer. CC and I took that as maybe there's more than meets the eye, and then all of a sudden when the NBA season starts, we're going to see you courtside in a Knicks game or a Nets game, with John Mayer. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that's impossible? Well, nothing's impossible. As uh, Kevin Garnett said, right? anything's possible. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I'll hit you with the KG. Anything is man, possible. Get this woman an Adidas sponsorship. <laughs> anything is possible. I anything is possible. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, love just it. final right. thing on this for now. Then. Oh, Let here me just, we go. This, no, because Cece asked the question. Yes. If through proper channels, not a sliding into a DM, because people should not do that. Right? What are you well, talking well, about? Well, now, why is that That's how people meet channel? these days. Everybody's oh, sliding in the DM. Ain't nobody going to the nightclub to meet somebody. No, it's sliding, it's it sliding in the DM. It goes down in the DM. It goes trying down. to protect you. Okay, well, that's on you now. What do you uh, mean? It worked out for Yo Gotti, too, by the way. Yeah, he said, so he said that. What I'm saying to you is, theoretically, you get an email. You get a phone call. You get a text message. I get a phone from, call. From John Mayer. He's going to call me proper? Yeah. Okay. Would you take the call? That's what Cece and I want to know. Of course I would take okay, the call. that's all we need to know. Would you not take the call? I would currently take the call, yes. Of course. And I'm married with kids. I would not take the call. <laughs> I got better things to do. Like what? Fix You're your lying. brother's house and everything? No, no, no <laughs> what, whatever my wife tells me to do. <laughs> Those are my better things to do. The list of errands that she has for your me to run list. after we get done with the show. How because like my list? family, she doesn't think I have a real job either. Okay, go there. You brought it up, go there. <laughs> no, but here's my thing. I, I, some, there are some times where I wish you could draft your family because there are like things. Like Dan ranks it. Hey, he did. He's not shy about it, right? Yeah. He says, listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend family? that I don't have my favorites because I do. But here's the thing. I talked to my brother, one of my brothers last night. He needs me to do him a favor. He needs a solid from me. So I talk to him at 9 o'clock. I say, hey, bro, I'm going to get to it. I'll take care of it for you. I get a text message at 8.32 in the morning knowing that I have a national radio show that I'm doing from 6 to 10, knowing that I'm on Get Up with Greeny at the 8.30 segment, he texts me, hey, bro, hey, don't want to bug you, but you need to get this thing to me ASAP. I'm working. I have an actual job. What do you want from me? I will get it to you. If you need something from me, it's probably going to have to happen after 10 a.m. in the morning. Why? Because I have a radio show from 6 to 10 in the morning. Calm down, bro. I talked to you less than 12 hours ago. (laughs) I'm going to take care of it for you. You need to calm down. That's a Taylor Taylor Swift song. You need to calm down. Now, is it 
Is it something of urgency? Like if you do, if you don't get it right away, God forbid something happens. No, okay, no, so he's no. Just the an- world antsy. is not going to end. It's something that he wants, not something that he needs. Mm. Oh, then he's got to wait. You but can't that, do that, the follow up text on the want. You can do the follow-up text on the need, yes. but if it's a want, you got to give it at least 48 to 72 hours on the want. Or at exactly. least wait till 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, exactly. Just call <laughs> me then. Like, hey, bro, just wanted to remind you. You know, I know you were. Like, don't don't hit me with the text messages. Hey, man, I really need to follow need to follow up and take care of this thing for me. Bro, I'm going to get to it. We just talked last night. I'm working. But again, I don't think my family believes that I have a real job. So he's at the bottom of the family power rankings right now. Uh, well, let me say it this way. <laughs> oh, boy. He, 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 he's not at the bottom of anybody else's family power rankings. He might be at the bottom of my family power rankings right now because he's getting on my damn nerves. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's the favorite of the family? Yeah, he's my, well, he's my father's namesake, so he's oh. my dad's favorite. And then the oldest brother, my oldest brother, not the middle brother, is my mom's favorite because that's her firstborn. So I'm at and the, the I'm at the of, I'm at the bottom of the child oh, rankings man. for my parents. How do we get you up in the scale? Well, we talked about this already. Well, it's just not going to happen. If it hasn't happened by now, it ain't going to happen. Why don't they think you have a real job? If you don't love me by now, that's how I feel about my parents. If they don't love me by now, what else can I do? A quick aside. We have gone this entire show. I know it's, where you're going. It's 9.05 a.m. Eastern Time, and we have not sang the Brock Purdy song. Yeah. So here we go. 30-12, to 12, the Niners won last night over the New York Giants. We're going to get to the Belichick thing in a second here, although I hope we never get to it because I don't need to hear CeCe and Smalls tell me that it's a must-win for the Patriots three weeks in for a guy who's won six freaking Super Bowls, the greatest coach ever, to keep a job. But is it, so anything is we can do not? to divert attention away from that. See, I just talked about it. There you go. But now, <laughs> Brock Purdy last night, 25 of 37, 310 yards, and two touchdowns. So Brock Purdy last night. Purdy! Steady rocking all night long. The 49ers brought. Purdy! Rocking all night long. They. New Brock! Purdy! Rocking to the game. We gotta figure out the words yeah. we're, like, we're like Martin and Will. With bad boys. Oh, yeah. You don't know the words to the song. Yeah, neither do you. Well, I, I just made up some words. <laughs> I'm trying to remix this thing because it doesn't necessarily fit bad what they boy, say. Bad yeah. boy. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for it? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out. But we have, we're on to something the with the Brock Purdy. The, the we're figuring it out. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a fluid kind. Con- like Stephen A. says, it's fluid right now. It's we're fluid. workshopping we're, it. We're yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. You know who's not taking time figuring it out? Tell me. The San Francisco 49ers. Wow, what a transition. They, they got, well, they got it figured out. See, Candy family, he has a job. And they, and they proved to the Giants last night that they had it figured out. Like, I, I get that the Giants wanted to be aggressive early on. You saw Wink Martindale coming up with some creative blitzes that gave Purdy some trouble. They put him under the rest. But Kyle Shanahan comes up with answers, man. From an X's and O's standpoint, he gets the ball out of his quarterback hands quickly into the hands of the playmakers on screens and short passes and let those guys do the heavy lifting with the run-after-catch opportunities. So even though the Giants were able to keep it a one-possession game into the third quarter, the 49ers grind the Giants down last night and you showed up in the fourth quarter and this is what this team is going to do all season long because they are by far the most physical team offense defense and special teams in the National Football League yeah I think that was the most impressive thing about me or from the game last night to me was the Giants were throwing everything including the kitchen sink at Brock Purdy with the blitz and his 236 passing yards against the blitz last Mm -hmm. night the most by a passer since Aaron Rodgers in 2021 so even though he was inconsistent in the first half and it might not have looked perfectly 
He finds a way to continue to get it done and move the chains. Yeah, I'll tell you something. We actually underrate the Niners. And we've all said we think they're probably the best team in the league. You've said they're the most physical team. We've talked about their quarterback making such a low percentage of the cap, 0.4%, which means they're built perfectly, right? And they have $41 million of space. And Christian McCaffrey's been amazing. Brandon Ayuk didn't even play last night. Debo, we've talked about yards after catch, ridiculous. Kittle's one of the best pass catchers in the league. They bring in the top defensive free agent in Hargrave from the uh, Eagles. We have praised them like crazy. And yet I still think we actually are not praising them enough. They are three wins away from an old school version of this and four wins away from a new school version of it of over a 16 or 17 game stretch having a perfect season. Now, it's two seasons. I get it. It's different. It's not exactly the Dolphins in 72 or the Patriots. I get it. But, CeCe, you played in the league for 11 years. The concept of winning currently 13 regular season games in a row last year and this year, and again, three away from 16, four away from 17, is absurd. And we Mm -hmm. don't talk about that stat enough. No, and people don't want to attribute wins to solely the quarterback, right? But but there's something to be said for a guy that puts his team in position to win, and quarterback is the most important position in all of team sports. You've been making that argument all week. We've been talking about MVP and could Michael Parsons make a push for it, but what Brock Purdy has done is given this team an opportunity to dream about winning the championship even though they swung and missed on their first-round draft pick, Trey Lance, a quarterback that they invested not one, not two, but three first-round draft picks in, they've not only been able to survive that, but they've been able to go on deep playoff runs with Brock Purdy. He got him to the NFC Championship game. If he doesn't get hurt in that game, who's to say that they can't beat the Eagles and get to the Super Bowl? But it's clear that the 49ers have confidence in him, and he's grown and evolved as a quarterback based on the three-game sample size in 2023. So as far as I'm concerned – this is the bar in the NFC, and quite frankly, in the NFL, this 49ers team right now. Okay, so I've uh, diverted attention long enough. Patriots, Jets on Sunday. Mm. One of these teams, barring a tie, drops to 0-3. Mm. I'm sorry, sorry, 1-2 and for the Jets, 0-3 for New England. You forget that the Jets won the game that, that Rodgers was out. We are seeing all these QB injuries around the league right now. It looks like Bryce Young is going to be out. Anthony Richardson could be out with the concussion. Joe Burrow with the calf could be out. And obviously, Rodgers is already out. If New England loses to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, the reaction will be what on Monday? That we'll be talking about Bill Belichick potentially going back-to-back seasons, missing the playoffs for the first time in his tenure as the Patriots head coach. And if that's the case, then it gives more credence to what Robert Kraft has been saying all offseason long about how the program needs to have success and that we're not going to let any individual chase individual accolades over team success. Now, the backdrop to all of this is Belichick tracing Don Shula for the regular season wins record. But I don't know if Robert Kraft is going to give him the leash to do that if this team can't get back to the postseason this year. So, I think Belichick is on borrowed time if he loses this game against the New York Jets, a team that is rolling with the backup quarterback that they didn't believe in because if they did, they wouldn't have went out and got Aaron Rodgers this offseason. So it's all bad for the Patriots if they lose, but that's a hell of an if because they've won 14 straight against gangrene. You don't want to lose to an Aaron rodgers Jets team if you're the New England Patriots, but... Am I the only one here that thinks that this Belichick is on the hot seat thing is overblown? I know that Robert Kraft has intimated that team success comes over anything. But I just can't see Bill Belichick going away silently into the night. And I don't know if Robert Kraft would really 
have the guts to be able to to kick Bill Belichick out to fire him. I just don't see it being a copacetic ending in any way. I don't see Bill Belichick saying, even if they have a bad season, yeah, yeah I'm going to hang it up. That's that's what I planned on doing. You think Robert Kraft was happy about Bill forcing Tom Brady out and Tom going to win in the Super Bowl in year one in Tampa? Okay, wait a second. I want to jump in on that. You got to. Yeah. Go ahead. So here's where, and I love Kraft and the way in which the Kraft family runs that organization has been masterful. They are so unbelievably good at what they do. But being unbelievably good at what you do in a leadership position is that if you hire other leaders, you have to let them lead and you have to let them make decisions. Kraft is not responsible in full for Brady not being there, but Kraft is responsible for being an unbelievable business owner that allows his decision makers to make decisions. But he didn't allow Bill Belichick to make the decision in 2016, 2017 and get rid of Brady for Garoppolo and what happened. It resulted in them winning a championship in 18. Yeah. That happened. And they went to two Super Bowls in that span. So which, I, which so, would actually indicate that he was okay with Brady leaving too. No, no. Because he but, didn't but, step but, in. My, but my point is he, he didn't allow Bill Belichick to make that decision. And that ended up working out for the organization. So yeah. it's not as if Robert Kraft hasn't interceded oh, I know. Or, or yeah, with yeah. Bill Belichick's overall authority on their program. And what I'm saying now is that we might be getting to that point where that needs to happen because this team could go back-to-back years without making it to the postseason for the first time in two decades. Yeah, I think that He it, might be a victim of his own success, the own standard that he set in Foxborough, well, Bill Belichick. I just think that you're right. And so if he didn't step in the next time, it means he's allowing for something to potentially Yeah, happen. but you got to give me something in return for that investment or for that trust, that belief in you. And to date, we haven't seen that one playoff appearance in the last four years, I mean, that's what we would be talking about if they start off 0-3 and they lose to the Jets this weekend. Coming up next, we go to Vegas. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can tune in for college football action tomorrow, Utah, UCLA. Coverage begins 3 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Joe Fortenbaugh is the co-host of Carlin vs. Joe with our fashion uh, expert, Chris Carlin. Weekdays, <laughs> noon until 3 Eastern time. Of course, he hosts Daily Wager on the television side, and he joins us now. Let's just get to the obvious, Joe. 
as you know, Canty has major beef with the mustache, with the vest. Where are we with the mustache, the vest, and everything like that right now as part of your survivor pick? How are we doing with that, Joe? I'd like to start with this. Okay. It's great to see that after three weeks on the job, the morning show finally learned how to book good guests. Oh. <laughs> that is the biggest takeaway from everything that's going to happen over the next 10 minutes. Great to be with you guys. Love the three of you. Um, the survive- Hey, look, the mustache is still in play because the survivor pick is 2-0. and So we're moving into week three here. I haven't officially locked in yet. I've got some ideas. But again, I mean, considering last year I did this bit and I lost in week one with the Niners at Chicago in that monsoon, this is a roaring success to get to week two. Well, what's interesting here is Canty has become a wannabe degenerate. He loves yeah. the gambling conversation, and he loves talking to people that – Theoretically, you can trust with gambling insight and advice. Yet, CC, you have said you can't trust Joe because of the mustache. No, I can trust Joe's Thursday night picks. He's now three and zero on the season. Shout out to Joe for laying the points last night with no hesitation on Sports Center. Outstanding job, Joe. But who's the survivor pick this week? Because I'm going to root for the other team to win. Because I'm ready for you to get rid of the mustache. There it is. There it is, right there. Set him up with some nice talk, and then come right back the other way with the left hook. Job well. Done. Okay, so the first thing you have to figure out when I'm doing this, and I have to lay this out, I play in a contest here in Vegas. It's a $9 million prize pool. And one of the things they do, because there's 9,000 entries, although we've eliminated about half the pool already, so we're in good shape, is that Survivor is one pick a week, right? 17 weeks in the season. This isn't 17 picks. This is 19 picks because Thanksgiving is treated as its own day. So those three games on Thanksgiving, you have to pick a winner that day to survive to the weekend and then pick again. Same thing happens with Christmas. You got to get through the weekend, but then I believe Christmas is a Monday. You're going to need a pick on that day to get through as well. So you have to look at the teams that are playing on those days, and you can't burn them early in the season. Dallas, for example, easy win over Arizona this weekend in the eyes of many. But they play on Thanksgiving, and you might need to save that pick. So right now, Candy's going to love this, I'm leaning the Baltimore. I'm leaning to Baltimore. They're not playing in any of those scenarios. They got a nice matchup against Indianapolis. They're eight and a half point favorites. I think that's a great teaser option for the degenerates who love to tease bets. You could tease them with Miami. I think you're in great shape there. But as of right now, we're not locked in. We are leaning to the Baltimore Ravens. Damn, I can't root for the Colts because they're playing my Ravens. Uh, right. Yeah, you see, I did that. And you know what? Part of me is going to lean towards that just to spite you. This is going to be a survivor <laughs> pick that has a little bit of spite added to it. Uh, so, Canty, pro mustache, confirmed. Joe, I'm new to the wagering world. As you know, we discussed it at our ESPN radio dinner. A we'll get you there. Smallman, we'll, we'll get you there. I know. Gonna you're going to help speed. me. And these two better watch out because once you get me up to speed, Joe, we're going to take the cake here. But right now, it's not only just the bets I need to make. I'm looking at bets. I shouldn't make so what on the surface is a bet that is seemingly good but that people should stay away from this weekend Colorado everybody loves Colorado and I always have to preface this with I, I, the fact that I love this story I love Deion Sanders none of this is is anti Deion or Colorado I love what he's doing I love the message he's sending on a weekly basis I love the way he brings these kids up the conversation he had with the wide receiver that that about you know his father and we're gonna make him proud I love this stuff 
But betting can't be about emotion. You let the emotions creep in, you get yourself into trouble. What we have to do is we have to look at numbers. We have to look at math. We have to understand whether or not the spread offers us value. And betting against Colorado, like last week, is going to offer us value this week. The line opened Oregon minus 16 and a half. It's up to 21 and for good reason. You know, Colorado's coming off a war against Colorado State. Quick turnaround. You're going to Altson Stadium, which is going to be a hostile place to play against Oregon. You're playing the best team you faced all season by a mile. Dan Lanning is a defensive-minded head coach. Bo Nix and that offense are going to hang a number because Colorado is giving up 30 points per game. That defense doesn't get a lot of stops. There's no Travis Hunter. Again, back to Bo Nix. This is going to be the, you know, don't forget about me for the Heisman Trophy type game. And ultimately, everybody is betting Colorado. They love the story. Great. You love the story. Be very careful. I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon rolls in this weekend. Bo Nix in year 43 in college, by the way. Uh, Talking with Joe Fortenbaugh. Of course, Carlin versus Joe. Weekdays, noon until 3 Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. Daily Wager on the television side as well. Joe, the biggest story in the NFL this week by far has been the Chicago Bears. How do you handle it relative to gambling when they are going up against the Chiefs? Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half. They're bad to begin with, the thing with Chicago. They're bad to begin with, but we used to at least have opportunities with them on team totals. Team total bets are, you don't worry about any point spread. You're just betting whether or not a specific team will go over or under a defined amount of points. Here's an example. The team total for Dallas this weekend is 27 and a half. I would bet that they score 28 or more points against Arizona. I don't trust that defense at all. I like what the Cowboys are doing on offense. I think they could hang 17 in the first half right there. So with Chicago, we used to be able to bet their team total over because they could score a lot of points. We could also bet the opponent's team total over in spots because their defense couldn't get any stops. But the offense looks so disjointed right now. And Chris Jones coming back on defense for the Chiefs looked very, very good against Jacksonville last week. So how do we handle this? Because the problem with Kansas City is you'd normally expect them to roll offensively they haven't looked all that great this season some people are saying it's Eric Bieniemy. I don't know if that's the case they did have the injury to Kelsey early so for me there's no way to get behind the Bears in this situation it would be Chiefs or pass but I haven't really gotten anything done with that game yet Joe a game I'm really interested in in week three in the NFL is the Bills paying a visit to the Commanders in DC now the Bills are six and a half point favorites on the road the Commanders are two and oh 75 percent of the cash ATS against the spread is on the Buffalo Bills does the public have it right with this one good game right here you know we, we can't always just rely on what we just saw two weeks ago no one wanted to play the bills after what we uh watched on that monday night game against the jets and then after last week everyone feels the bills are back well it's the raiders and you look at that bend don't break style of defense they play the raiders are only running 47 plays per game which is dead last in the nfl bet the under sunday night against the steelers i'll slide that one in there as well <laughs> now back to the game in question you'd think they get right but this washington team is quite feisty Right? Quite feisty. Defensively, they look great in week one. Offensively, they looked very solid in the second half of that game in week two. But what do we make of their opponents? Arizona's terrible. Denver looks like they're going to be terrible. So how good is Washington? Six points on the road, non-conference game. Feels like a lot for the Bills. So I find myself just kind of inching towards Washington at the moment. That's where I'm at. Joe, awesome job. Tremendous as always. Oh, yeah, and, of course. Of yeah. course. Evan, you don't need to say that. It's implied. Awesome <laughs> this guy. This guy. Stay humble. (laughs) Joe Fordball, his final appearance on the morning show. (laughs) You know what? I just thought of something. Okay, very quickly. If and when you lose, I think we should be the ones to shave your mustache. I think you have to come in, and we're going to shave it right off of you. And by the way, if Canty starts shaving your head as a result, deal with it. First of all, 
Canty's not coming anywhere near me. Those hands are way too big. All right, the guy would cut Canty me. Canty the bleep. barber. We'll, we'll, let small, would... we'll let Smalls do it, but okay, I feel like you I'll should let us do it on yeah, the show. That's right. Here's the problem: you guys got to get in line. TV's already got dibs on the mustache shaving. We did it last year on on TV. It's we'll figure something out. I know everyone wants a piece of it. Well, how Radio about we shave half and you let the Daily Wager crew shave half? How about that? Split it up. Split How about this? Why don't I go out and win the contest and no one shaves anything? Oh. How about that? That's an option as well. Well, that's only fun if you share the winnings with us, which you probably won't do. No. you. I think you've done quite well in your life. You don't need me sharing anything with you. I, that's And that's the thing. Get out of my pockets, Joe. Everybody else, no one on, on, at ESPN hyping me up at all. You're all looking for me to go down. Literally, that first week I had Washington, and everyone's texting me, get ready for the barber, get ready for the barber. Washington came back to beat Arizona. Where? Every Everyone's rooting for Joe Fornball to go down. We so need I'll the tell you Brutus what, it's me the out on an island. Music. Let's go. Yeah. We need Brutus well, the Barber Beefcake to get you. That's what this is. That's exactly what this is. Joe Fornball versus the world right now. Let's here. play the world's smallest violin for Joe Fortenball, everybody. The world's uh, smallest violin. Did you just you know, AJR reference? Is that what you just did? I did not see that one coming. It's not wow. even 6.30 in the morning out here. Next time Nuno calls, I'm not picking up. All right? So go find someone Don't else. Don't worry. We have the, the same show. approach with him as well. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Joe See you, Gordon boys. Bob, have a great Daily show. Wager, co-host Carlin versus Joe, noon until 3 Eastern time. Coming up, the haters next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Interesting that we play this. Taylor Swift, John Mayer, Michelle it? Smallman, all kind of connected there. Yeah. A lot of rumors about Smalls and Mayer. Just throwing that out there. Travis Kelsey in there. Travis Kelsey. Double dating, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, no, no, no. Taylor I, and John. I, I know that. Uh, by the way, uh, just so everybody knows, Smalls will be off on October 4th. She is off that day. John Mayer is playing the Garden October 3rd. So, so it's she got to go support her, support her man? Oh, late no. Night. Well, I'll be out. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there. Oh, okay. All right. The whole she's squad's gonna get coming. Some tickets backstage yeah. passes. She's going to hook it okay. up for us. Yeah. The whole squad's coming. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM 80, ESPNU, all of our great stations across the country, and, of course, the ESPN app. All right, you heard the music. You know what that means. It's time for the haters. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, do we, a little hate me now we got in the background, hopefully, right, where we give you the scenarios that is a best-case scenario for the hater, right? So we're not rooting for this. We're not saying this is going to happen. We're taking some of the top stories in and around sports, and we're saying the haters will love it if this happens, okay? I'm going to give you the story. You guys are going to comment on it. Uh, I know Diddy is usually here for it. I heard there's a chance Lil Wayne, DJ Khaled, and Jay Z may join Diddy today. Just is that all right? of them? Okay. Heard. Wow. Heard. Okay. All of them. All right, for the haters. So you said we're not rooting for these things to happen, or are we? Uh, some of these I am rooting for okay. to happen. I'm just, right. I just want to put that out there. Maybe not this first one though. No, not the first one. No, no, no. You know, it'd be good for the haters. 
What's that? Dion and Colorado getting destroyed by Oregon. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. It's That's good. Right. It's good for the haters. And think about it this way: I, I mean, point. after after Dion and the Buffs got Oregon this weekend, uh-huh. they've got the USC Trojans the following weekend, led That's by right. Kayla Williams. So it's not going to be an ideal scenario if you get your teeth kicked in this weekend, and then it has the potential to happen in back-to-back weekends. Now, to be three touchdown favorites and barely skirt by against Colorado State is one skirt, thing. Skirt. I'm willing to look over that. Because it's a rivalry game in state, I get all of that stuff. But this is going to tell a lot about who the Colorado Buffaloes are going to be and whether or not we should take them seriously as potential playoff contenders. Whenever <laughs> you got me with the skirt, <laughs> you got me with the skirt. So whenever we do this, I envision a Twitter troll and what the troll would say, what the hater would say, mm-hmm. and I think that they would say something to the effect of. Deion's a celebrity. He's not a coach. Maybe Shador should worry less about his Rolls Royce and more about the game. Once they played actual competition, they don't stack up. Whose voice is this? I don't know. A Twitter troll. <laughs> Twitter troll. Yeah. yeah. You know, what do you think a Twitter egg, troll sounds like? Egg, so that's an avatar. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. like at Oregon Ducks fan one two three four five. You yeah. know whatever. Exactly. But with an egg. But what do you think a Twitter troll voice sounds? No, like? No, I think that's a good one. Thank I think that's a good one. You're you know right. what I'm saying? But that's what the haters would Maybe say. Maybe like Joe no, no doubt. No yeah. Doubt. As soon as as soon as they play tough competition, they lose. Yeah. Dion's got nothing. So Coach Prime, need- more like Coach Lame. Like, this is what they'll say. Yeah, we need right now uh, for the haters. Another one. All right. Uh, <laughs> Nick Taven in Alabama losing to Lane Kiffin. Did you see what happened this week? Lane Kiffin in conversation about that Ole Miss-Alabama uh, game just kind of casually mentions that the defensive coordinator is not calling the plays for Alabama. Nobody has said that. He thinks he knows. He's probably right. But now there's a whole controversy with that. The haters would love it if Saban lost to Lane Kiffin. There is no more controversial coach in college football than Lane Kiffin over the last decade of football. Like, he's just, Lane Kiffin is just, he just pops up, sets fires, and then goes about his daily business. But here's the deal if he all of a sudden pulls off the upset against Alabama, which is totally plausible, that's right. given that the quarterback situation at Bama is an absolute dumpster fire, like, this would be the moment where you could actually say, yeah, it might be over for Nick Saban in terms of his run and and having a dynasty down there at Alabama. It's felt like so many years that he's been so far ahead of everybody else in the SEC in the college football landscape, but then Georgia's closed the gap. They won back-to-back national championship, and they have owned the Crimson Tide. Now if we're talking about Ole Miss jumping into the party and and kicking their teeth in too, yeah, that's not great. That'd be perfect, I mean perfect, for the Nick Saban haters. God did. Evan, people who, unless you're a fan of Alabama, you've probably been waiting to write Nick Saban's football obituary for a long time. He's made your life a living hell. And now that Alabama is off to this rocky start and we have Coach Prime in this new look, college football, all the landscape changes that we're seeing, people are waiting. They are just salivating at the idea that maybe this has passed Nick Saban by and that maybe, just maybe, he's lost his fastball. And if Lane Kiffin comes out and beats Alabama, you know those those eggs on Twitter are going to have a field day. Oh, for sure. Love to hear Paul Feinbaum's radio show if that happens. I'd love to hear that. We'll be tuned in. Here's the thing. I said for the haters, for all the people out there, not necessarily us, and CeCe rightfully said, no, a couple of these I'm in on. This one I'm in on. Oh, for sure. For the haters, 
Josh Allen and the Bills losing to the Commanders. Let's go! That would be awesome Let's for go. us. Let's well, be honest. Well, listen, this yeah, is really one of my bold predictions that Washington was going to make it to the playoffs. Uh-huh. If they win this game against the Bills on Sunday That's right. and make Josh Allen look like the guy we saw in week one against the Jets. You know what you'd be? Would you, a bad boy. Exactly. <laughs> would you bet against the Commanders not getting to the postseason? The Commanders would be up in the videos. Exactly. Dancing. Exactly. <laughs> Come to D.C. with Eric Bieniemy <laughs> and Ron Rivera. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Let's go, Commanders. I'm with you. I'm really wanting the Commanders to do well. I want to get on this hype train. I'm just more of the anti Trust me, they got plenty of room on that bandwagon. Oh, absolutely. They got plenty of room on that bandwagon. But again, people have been calling Josh Allen overrated for a long time. Not all people, but a lot of people think he's overrated. And this would certainly put a feather in those people's cap. The and, haters cap. And them now, people are bailing on that bandwagon. <laughs> another one for the haters. What about a belly F baby and the... And the uh, belly F baby? And the Pats lose to the... Uh, Jets. You can't go let that. You can't slide past that. Yeah, I like it actually. Belly, belly, F, baby. belly F baby. The six one seven boys. Belly F baby. Yeah, I mean, listen. If if they lose this one, I, I mean, people been praying belly for the F Patriots' baby. downfall for a really long time. Me being one of them. I mean, you won't find a bigger Patriot hater than me. I don't know. I, I have respect like for Bill Belichick, but but at, at some point you realize that the ride is over. Haters and will I, love and that And I so feel much. like we're getting close to that. If they start off zero three. This team ain't going to the playoffs. They just not. As good as their defense is, as smart as Belichick is, they ain't going to be able to recover from that nosedive. And you know what's going to happen? We're talking about back-to-back seasons, which they would have missed the playoffs for the first time in Belichick's career. Why wouldn't we consider Belichick and the Patriots moving on in terms of having a different head coach on the sideline? I ain't saying they're going to fire him, but I could see a scenario where there's a new head coach in 2020. You know what I say to that? They didn't believe in us? God did. Go ahead, Smalls. I don't. <laughs> the I don't know how I'm supposed to pick it up and pick up the baton and I, run for that. I don't that. know this guy. Belly this guy. F baby. Belly F baby. I actually like the belly <laughs> F baby. Last one for the haters, and you two are on this list. All right. The haters this weekend would love if Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Let's ride. Fall to 0-3. Yes, you know why I would love it? Because I'm tired of people making excuses as to why Russell Wilson and the Broncos can't win. Oh, it's not Russ's fault. The defense let him down. They scored 33 points and all. Okay, but Russell Wilson, in his 17 starts as the Broncos quarterback, has only got that offense to score more than 16 points six times. That's what you're paying him $48.5 million for? Oh, it's Nathaniel Hackett's fault. It wasn't Nathaniel Hackett's fault in week one when they lost at home to the Raiders, who looked like they're hot garbage this past week against Buffalo. So, yeah, uh, you got to miss me with the Russ excuses. If they lose down in Miami, which most likely will happen, then I feel like the Russ believers are going to start running out of things to point to as to why we should still have hope that Russell Wilson could turn his career around. Yeah, I imagine there's a lot of Russ haters in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm kind of targeting targeting this towards them. But what do the haters say? It was Pete Carroll. It was that defense. It wasn't really Russ. He was overrated. Well, he goes to a new destination, and so far, not so good. Nathaniel Hackett isn't there. He's out of excuses. So if he loses yet another game and he doesn't perform well, the haters are going to be popping. And you know what makes it look worse? What? Is that Geno Smith oh. stepped into Seattle and looked great. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Honestly, that doesn't help. That does not help. If you're a Seahawks fan <laughs> slash a Russ hater, this really hasn't gone any better for you. No, it hasn't. You got a top five pick and, and you got a Pro Bowl quarterback. Like the haters in this actual scenario are thriving. Well, each and every week we can hate me now. 
And we, we give it to the haters. We give you the ammo to look ahead to this weekend. Coming up next, we go head-to-head. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You know what's interesting? It just kind of lets it linger. So we don't know the right? answer. We don't know the answer. I'm a woman of mystery. Wow. You don't kiss and tell. I love that about you, Spalls. I love it. She I really it. has me convinced she, that this could be a thing. I, like, like, she has the, You'll never know. Of the three of us on this show, she has the most interesting life, bar none. It That's ain't even close. breaking news. <laughs> Between you and I? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, seriously? Yeah. Your life is whatever your wife has a list for you at when you get home. Yeah. And mine is what are my kids doing now? Where do they need to go? Exactly. So she's free as could be. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. Uh, so we live t- vicariously through smalls. Yeah. Amazing. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be the fun one. There you like go. being mysterious. She changes her – like if you get a shot of her eyes when she's talking about her life, mm-hmm. her eyes change and her head nod changes a little bit. Look at her. Look at her on camera. Ah, there's the look. Ah, there it is. There it is. There it is. When you there like to know. Ah. <laughs> Love it. It's time to lock in our show picks. Lock it in. It's brought to you by Gorilla for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. All right, the standings. Smalls, move your head if you could open a second. Thank you. Uh, standings after week two. Game night, five and one. That's with Q and Emmett and everybody. Freddie and Harry at four and two. Carlin and Joe, four and two. We are locked in at three and three. Amber and Ian at two and four. And Greeny is one and five. Yikes. So hopefully, CeCe, when he was on Get Up this morning, may have slipped Greeny bad information for his picks <laughs> coming up when we are done and kept the good information for us. All right, there's three games this week. Saints favored by two on the road at the Packers. Where are we going with that, guys? Listen, man, I think you guys have brought me over to the dark side. I actually like the Packers as a home dog. Do I think that the New Orleans Saints are five points better than the Green Bay Packers? I don't. The New Orleans Saints have had a low bar to clear when it comes to their first two opponents. The Tennessee Titans had a rough outing. Ryan Tannehill, one of his worst days as a pro in week one. And then they played the Carolina Panthers, who are starting a rookie quarterback. So I just, I don't know how good this Saints team is right now in terms of having the confidence to be able to call them five points better than the Green Bay Packers. Now, so we're clear, the line on this game, the spread, is minus two. But home field counts as three points. And so what they're saying is that the New Orleans Saints on a neutral field would be a five-point favorite. I don't think they're that much better than the Green Bay Packers. The Packers coming off of a loss. You know there's going to be a heightened sense of urgency. The Saints feeling good about the start to their season. Maybe this is a spot where they could be a little complacent and not take Jordan Love and company seriously. I'm cool with us taking the two points and the Green Bay Packers at home. This feels like we're getting blamed, you and I, Smalls, (laughs) if the Saints win on Sunday. 
I'm not blaming you. I'm going along with what I know, you guys but are I can saying. tell he's not a hundred percent in on this. Pick. Well, the Saints have a really good defense. Yeah. I think defense is one of those things that travels along with the run game. I, I'm a little bit leery of that with Jordan Love, quarterback in his first year starting. But I trust Matt Lafleur, and I trust the fact that these guys are at home. Now, this is an interesting one for you because you've been high on the Commanders, and we all, all three of us, destroyed the Bills after Week One. One of the I think the worst loss of the season. I think that loss was actually worse than the Giants against the Cowboys because of what it should have been against the Jets. Bills favored by six and a half on the road to the Commanders. Where are we going? I like the points at home for the Commanders. And here's the thing. This is not just my bold take wanting to be right um, opinion. But if you look at the Commanders' defense, they're more like the Jets' defense than they are the Raiders' defense. They're a team that up front can pressure with you with four and take advantage of the miscues from the quarterback with guys making plays on the back end. First round pick Emmanuel Forbes at corner for the Washington Commanders had a pick against the Denver Broncos. Chase Young had his first sack in 700 days against the Broncos. This is a defense that can get after it with Montez Sweat, Deron Payne if he plays, and Jonathan Allen. So I like the Commanders forcing Josh Allen into some mistakes and being able to take advantage of those mistakes with those extra possessions on offense. I'll ride with that. Yeah. I'm right with the commanders. I'm good with that because the, the number is big. The number is big. It's a lot it's of a points. Lot. Yeah, and then you're just believing in Josh Allen and the Bills, which we've all questioned. So, I mean, it's consistent for us to go that route. All right, go ahead. New England minus two and a half at the Jets. I kind of like the Pats, though. We're taking the Pats. Oh, all right, I mean, go ahead. Yes. We're, we're taking yes. the Pats. Well, here's like the thing. The this is the yeah. old sports like hedge, right? Okay. Because for the haters would be Bill Belichick losing to the Blown Patriots like for, the, for, the yeah. first to, for the first time. Yeah. I mean, losing to the Jets for the first time in, what, 15 games? 14, and now 14, this would be 15. Yeah, this would yeah. be 15 games. So, I mean, for the haters would be Bill Belichick and company losing. But we can have the built-in hedge that if the Patriots win – then we get a win out of it. So if the Patriots, if they don't cover the number, which is two and a half, then they'll probably end up losing that ball game. So I think for the haters and for the interest of our show picks, let's roll with the Pats, lay the two and a half, and then secretly root for Bill Belichick's downfall and for them to lose at MetLife Stadium. So this is the ultimate team us pick. Yes. All right. Evan, as the Patriots guy in the room, how do you feel? Well, I'm fine with you guys picking the Pats. I don't like the way Kenny's positioning it because he's basically saying Cheering we win downfall. if they lose. Yeah. So it's not like an honest. We do, though. We win pick. if they lose. I know, but it's not a pure and, and pick. We win if they win. We, so we get We're a winning. win either way. I don't understand what the problem is. No, no, there's nothing. I want us to make one more pick. Okay. It's not football related. When we come in on Monday, is Damian Lillard still on the Blazers? There's a lot of smoke right now that the fire is about to start. Is he on the Blazers when we come in on Monday? Mm. <laughs> I say yes. Yeah, I think he's still on the Blazers. Oh, I don't. I don't think he gets done this weekend. Evan brought his jersey in. It might get done he next week. I don't think he gets done. Oh this yeah, weekend. my Udonis Haslam jersey's ready he's, to go. He's ready. Yeah. As he's soon ready as it happens, it's on. It's on. <laughs> UD. It's on. I'm ready to go. Well, yeah. now that I don't have to wear button downs because the uh, the big bet yesterday was that if the Giants didn't win by double digits, I had to go a full week with button downs, which also is just making me a punching bag because you guys destroyed me on my button down the other day. So now I get to stay with hoodies because sorry, CC, the Niners destroyed the Giants last night. Yeah, that doesn't make you feel great. I mean, the question around the Giants will be, did they do the right thing in paying Daniel Jones? But I think. The thing that Giants fans have to acknowledge is that they were outclassed last night. My 49ers team, that is the class of the NFL. Yes, so you can't is. be but so upset. The Giants made it a one-possession game in the third quarter. There are no moral victories, 
But I think last night told us more about the 49ers than it did about the New York Giants. So if, as a Giants fan, I ain't going to read too much into it. Yeah, but you may be very right about the Daniel Jones thing. You may be at the end of this season very right about that, that it looks bad, that contract. Well, I don't know where they're going to get their next wins coming from when you look at their upcoming schedule. It is ugly times ugly. We are on to Monday. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.